0: Blog Talk Radio. some people are afraid that bill gates is trying to use a coronavirus vaccine to insert a tracking chip in all of us and that's crazy he already did that with the flu vaccine i'm brett singer this is my show Good morning. It is Tuesday, June second. The year is twenty twenty, a year that will definitely get a few extra pages in the history books. This is Brett from the bunker. I am joined today by Sophia Javed. Sophia. 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 How am I pronouncing it right? Why am I actually
1: Sophia? How can I pronounce that wrong? (laughs) You'd be surprised. How on earth could I
0: pronounce Sophia incorrectly? That is amazing. So, good morning. Thank you for joining us.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: So the question I ask people, and it's suddenly become a very loaded question. It used to be just a coronavirus thing, but I always say, how are you holding up? So I'm going to ask you that. How are you holding up?
1: Um, you know, not any not any worse than anyone else out there. Uh, probably a lot better than lots of people out there. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I have a heavy heart, just like everyone else watching the, ev- the events unfold on the streets. I'm in Washington, D.C. There's some crazy... Yeah. Things going on outside my window every night. Oh
0: God, um, I didn't know you were in D.C. I started, yeah, I'm, I'm so New yeah. York centric. I just I'm like, oh yeah, everybody's in New York. Oh wow, yeah, what's how? No. What is it like there?
1: Um, well, I don't go outside. I stay in um, because I'm still not trying to get the Corona virus. <laughs> Um, but I fully support everyone else who's out there in the streets. But some yesterday was a wild day. So yesterday they, um, it was the second night in a row for a curfew, but it had um, they moved it earlier to 7 p.m. Right, and there were a bunch of protesters, um, as there have been for days now, outside the White House. Um, and and, all, and other places around town. And about 20 minutes before the curfew, um, they were tear gassing peaceful protesters and um, what do they call them? Like flash banging them to yeah. clear the way for the president to walk from the White House to the church nearby, the, this historic church nearby for a photo op. So it was wild. They were tear gassing and Flash-banging peaceful protesters before the curfew, um, so the president could have a photo op, and then it went. Then it just got crazier. Um, obviously, people stayed out to protest, and what I can gather, and this is just me reading news. So, um, what I can gather is they, the police or the riot police, whoever's out there, sort of forced all these protesters into into residential neighborhoods and they were using these tactics that are used um in war zones kind of with with terrorists and insurgents there was a there was a helicopter flying real low to the ground and just standing just staying still to intimidate people of course people were not intimidated but there's you can go online and see videos and pictures of this um and And then people in residential neighborhoods started opening their doors, letting strangers in, letting protesters in 50 by the, you know, there was a house with 50 to 100 people let inside during a pandemic. Imagine that. Hmm. And then the cops surrounded these homes, like made a barrier, made a line of cops, surrounded these homes uh, in order to arrest anyone that was coming in or out. So people were essentially stuck in these homes, and then overnight there were all sorts of messages, Twitter feeds coming out from people inside these homes that had let them in, um, requesting at 6 a.m. support from the community, people to come out and, and come outside these homes to, like, help them leave without recourse. I'm not sure if that wow. happened, but just reading all that was <laughs> wild.
0: That's a, that, is, that is just that's mind-blowing everything you just said is yeah. mind blowing.
1: Yeah, and I don't I'm sure I'm sure similar things are happening in other other cities. I mean, I hope not, but the keep um up as my that I, at once.
0: I'm going to say that sounds worse than than uh, New York, but uh, but I haven't to be fair. I mean, I you know, I haven't seen exactly what's yeah. going on. It's not like any, it's not like what's going on in New York is delightful. You know, it's not like there's anything good happening.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Well, I shouldn't say that. There's peaceful protesting, which is good, but it's the, you know, breaking into Macy's and, you know, uh, messing messing stuff up. That stuff's
1: happening here, too. The Apple store got hit, and that stuff's happening here as well. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to process. And and your thoughts about the peaceful protesting versus the other stuff uh, versus is it even important to distinguish those two because the larger message is, is you know, still out there? I, I,
0: <laughs> I feel like you have to distinguish because I really, again, maybe it's yeah. just what I'm reading, but I feel like the peaceful protesters are saying, can you not, please don't do this. You know, please don't. Right. This is, this is, this is not about trashing Macy's. This sure. is not, you know. And also this, no one.
1: Uh... Sorry, go Sorry. ahead.
0: No No, go ahead.
1: Also, no one knows for sure who's instigating the violent aspects of this and what's behind their motives.
0: No, no, of course not. I mean, I mean, look, I, I saw a video, which is how all great conversations start. I saw, <laughs> I saw a video on Twitter where someone, you know, these two white people were spray painting Starbucks, and the black mm-hmm. woman came up to them and said, can you please not do that? you know, because they're just going to blame black people. And I found, I thought, you know, and so based on that, which is of course one video, I said, okay, you know, therefore I'm not jumping to conclusions, but you understand what I'm saying. I mean, that, that to me was like, all right, well, here's at least some evidence of that, you know, that's what's going on. But obviously that's not, you know, universally the case. Um, I just, I, I sort of feel like when you're going in and you're like taking merchandise but i I don't know i'm going to i'm going to back that up because i was just reading in the times a fairly a fairly eloquent article talking about how it didn't really seem to be about that in a lot of cases like there were a lot of smashed windows with very expensive items left there and therefore you know it's not about stealing it's it's about it's about destruction and that i i certainly i don't i don't condone it in any way shape or form but like that i understand more than i understand the stealing
1: yeah no I agree with that,
0: and it's horrible i don't want to give i don't want to, you know give the wrong idea i mean it's it's just it's horrible and it's very scary um but you know as I said yesterday on the show i you know we' all watch a man die i mean that's what's different this yeah. time i think i mean, would you agree with that Because that's that's that seems to Absolutely. me to be the difference between this time and every other time.
1: Absolutely. And this isn't the first time we've watched a man die. And I think that's why, you know, it's getting to that point that people are not going to take it anymore or they shouldn't take it anymore. That, you know, how much longer, how many more people are we going to watch die? Um, it's been going on forever. It's the difference is we have video of it now.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: And we yeah, can see it in real time. Um
0: no, that that was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen, and I, I I'm never going to be the same. I mean, I I am not someone who usually, and yeah, this is this is in no way a I'm a manly man kind of thing, like because you know <laughs> I'm not that manly, but I, <laughs> but I mean I was I was sitting on the couch crying yesterday just reading the news, and yeah. that's just that's not usually what happens to me. I don't do that. Like I don't think I cried on nine eleven. Now on 911 I was more in crisis mode and I was really taking care of people so it was a little bit different. Yeah. But you know this is this really uh, I mean that video really got to me and then the aftermath of it has really been getting to me. It's just it's it's monumentally sad and sad is an insufficient word.
1: Absolutely. I I think I don't know what words are sufficient at this point and and I'm a words person and right. I'm at a loss like
0: you know, how do we do comedy or do we do comedy? Because <laughs> like I did my stupid that... little joke to open to open the show. But mostly that was mostly for me. Like I just wanted to say see what it felt like to sort of say a joke yeah. out loud. And it felt weird. It, it it didn't you know, it didn't really it didn't feel great. So I'm not sure someone asked me to do a spot and I, I, I had something else to do. So I legitimately said no. But I w- I'm not sure if I would have said yes, if not, like I just I'm not sure I'm not sure what to do here.
1: I don't have the answer to that. I mean, uh, I, have a, I'm, I have a show on Thursday, and I'm waiting to see if it might get canceled. A bunch of people in D.C. have canceled shows this week or postponed to next week. Not only in D.C., some other shows I have tickets to watch have been postponed. Um, we, I was supposed to do a show on Sunday that was... Uh, to commemorate, it was it was still May, so it was still in um, Asian American Heritage Month sort of variety show, and it was going to um, benefit an Asian American justice type charity, and we all got together and thought that that seems silly right now to promote Asian American heritage, although important, but um, just in light of everything that's happening, so we decided to postpone that show. Um, how to do comedy, I don't, I, I for one don't feel funny at all, but I think, you know, and I'm, I'm not, um, I haven't been a comedian for very long in the grand scheme of things. So I, I feel like there are people who have more experience dealing with um, adversity and global events uh, like this while also being a comedian uh, I'm newer to that i'm a part of me is like no i i I don't feel funny right now. I don't know what uh what to say about anything, and is it silly to be trying to make jokes uh but uh, but if we're gonna do comedy, I don't think we should just you know do five minutes about um you know how I miss Starbucks or whatever. <laughs> I think we have to acknowledge. Things that are happening, even if it's not funny, we have to say something, otherwise it comes off as really tone deaf. Um, I think,
0: yeah, no, I think that that's right. I mean, I I have been very vocal about, you know, you got to talk about coronavirus. Like, I think, you know, this is what's happening, and I've seen most people have, but there there are definitely people who are doing their old routines, and that's fine. I don't want to knock anyone for that, but to me, it feels like, you know, like if anything you say. The other day, I, you know, like we know, we know that's not true. Like that's because unless it's the other day I was watching Tiger King, you weren't, you weren't doing that. Like, you know, (laughs) that's just no way. So, so like, you know, let's try to talk about what's actually happening. But when what's actually happening is something that is just so beyond the pale, what do you do? Like, how do you, you know, how do we even talk about this? I mean, do you find yourself making, making jokes in your head, like coming up with, coming up with things that maybe you don't want to say?
1: No, I made one joke. I think if you're comedy-minded or if you're naturally inclined to be a funny person or find humor, you know, if that's the way you've always been and it's not a chore for you, then even in expressing your anger and your sadness or even in, you know, processing the events that are happening out loud, that something humorous will come out because that's, that's the kind of person you are. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, as an example, I made one joke inadvertently on Facebook. It was a written joke, and it was <laughs> it was because in the midst you know I've been up till four a m every night just like watching live streams and reading people's posts because I'm <laughs> immunocompromised, I'm not going to go outside uh, as much as I love a good protest. Um, but I'm home watching all this stuff, and uh, the other night, in the midst of all of this, I get this ad on Facebook for, it's like a dating, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. it's like a dating ad for people in there, for like professionals, young professionals, and, the, and the, the gentleman featured in the ad, and there's three photos of him, is a white cop, like in his uniform. Oh my God! And I just, post, I just, you know, screenshotted it and I posted it, and I was like, "Yeah, I must be Facebook must be sending me these ads because they know I'm super attracted to white cops these days." <laughs> like, What's wrong with that? That's all that thing it came to me, and I was like, "You know, hashtag tone deaf algorithm. What is happening?" What's um, wrong with
0: that? That sounds good.
1: That's a good joke. So I mean, yeah. So I think you know that – and I and I surprised myself that that even came out, but I feel like it's relevant. It acknowledges what's happening. It conveys my sadness and anger. Um, but that just you know that just came out. It wasn't something I forced. It was something that Facebook gave me.
0: Right. But that is definitely a comedy gift.
1: You know, sh- an ad like shock that. and awe. Shock and awe can lead to a nice joke that makes people laugh. Uh, just you know, while experiencing whatever grief they're going through.
0: Car- Carmen Lynch said on Twitter, "I don't even feel comfortable whitening my teeth."
1: And <laughs> I thought that go. was good. It's, yeah,
0: I was like, "That's a good yeah. joke, Carmen Lynch. That's that's, that's a good that's one." Great. <laughs> There's a reason you're you. That was that was solid.
1: Yeah, that was. solid. You
0: know? so, um, but it, but it, but there but it's few and far here, between. Like, I mean
1: writing every day. I'm not like, I didn't wake up this morning. I'm like, what can I write about this situation? Uh, because I think we all need time to, I do at least, uh, a uh, process, um, you know, every day is a, our new developments, um,
0: yeah, well, every day, I mean, every hour. I mean, I we were okay. texting – you know, last night I just sort of texted to make sure you want to do the show, and you were like, yeah, I'm listening yeah. to – I didn't realize you were in D6. Choppers.
1: And you're like, oh, yeah, the yeah.
0: Choppers, you know, I'm, I'm watching live streams. I mean, I, I I find that if I get sucked into that, then I it, – it's not really healthy for me. That's just, that's me personally. So, like, I, te- I tend to – um although i'm tempted now because i feel like i'm missing out on everything that's going on when it's happening in real time because when you once you the way social media works once you get up in the morning you know if you didn't watch it last night you missed it like it's over and there's there's so, the aftermath you know like i i'm i'm still i'm very old. i'm i'm an old man i still read the i still read a newspaper like i i pick up mm-hmm. i mean well i'm not picking up the new york times because it's contaminated but i am picking up my virtual new york mm-hmm. times and I'm reading about mm-hmm. what happened and I'm sort of letting letting that you know sort of filter come to me um because I just the way my brain works if I get sucked into the social media I really get sucked in and then suddenly like hours have gone by and I I don't even yeah. know what happened so that's and I'm I'm just trying to avoid that but just just that's just for my own sort of mental mental state where where do you find the live streams on Twitter
1: um I there's a guy on uh he actually streams on multiple platforms he's been off the last couple nights so i I don't know if he's just taking a rest but there's a channel called agenda free tv that i really like okay um a guy called steve lookner uh and he's been doing uh you know he just sits on his computer and he shares his screen and he listens to scanner like i think he might be i don't know where he is actually but um, he listens to scan police scanners, like from Minneapolis or St. Paul, and then he'll just share his screen while he looks up stuff that he's hearing. So he's doing what we would be doing anyway. He's just doing it for me. He just like looks up people's Twitter accounts and like verifies who they are. He reads headlines outside. It's very interactive, but he's been off the last couple nights. I don't know where he's gone. I think he's on his way to Atlanta, but, um, so, and then he'll also mention, um, He'll also mention other live feeds that he knows about. So, and then there's a Twitch thing called a Twitch channel. I'm, I'm old, too, so I, I'm new to all these. There's a Twitch channel or account called Woke that, like, shows multiple live streams from different cities all at once. And then also through this guy, Steve, I learned about a website called Snap Map. This is part of the Snapchat uh, franchise. Snap Map shows like all the protest hotspots in different cities, and then we'll post um, different videos like that people have Oh, look posted. at this! Um, you see it? It's really I cool. I am. I'm
0: looking at so it right now. You can now. find
1: your. You can look at New York. Um, and for example, there's a video Ashbury Park, New Jersey, 18 hours ago. Just use your video. So, so Steve, what's, what this guy Steve does is just like show this stuff on his live stream and pop around looking at different things. Um, so yeah, See. highly recommend agenda free TV. Although he hasn't live streamed uh, since the day before yesterday.
0: So this is so this, is, I'm where this is, he people, is people snapping. As people one, snapping, as
1: one and then this map just like puts it puts it on a map, which is useful.
0: New York City
1: Yeah So that's what I've been watching And then just You know I'm old I'm old enough To uh, Be A bit Addicted to Facebook So I watch my stream On Facebook Of Friends of mine Who are out In the protest In D.C. Mm. um, Posting headlines And developments And Whatever they're seeing Um,
0: That's a good way to do it I mean that's you know, I, I, and you said you were, you were saying that you're up late. Like you're really, you're really into this.
1: I'm up late. I'm, uh, fortunately I'm, uh, uh, between jobs, uh, these days. So, um, I'm getting a little too comfortable in being between jobs. Right. Uh, you can
0: stay up, stay up so late, and watch the streams.
1: Yeah. I can stay up late. I can sleep in, um, it's nice. I, it's hard. I mean, I I want to be helpful as well. It's hard to know how. Um, there's donations. There's stuff you can do while you're home to help organize things. Um, so I'll be looking into into that.
0: Yeah, I might. Um, I don't day know. Day. I may need to do that because I really am yeah. There's just the things that I usually do don't feel that useful. Right. Like I mean, I usually I I spend I spend as much time as I can writing comedy and right. i did write I, I i found myself watching some george carlin i sort of wanted to watch like like you know sort of old school ranty guy you know <laughs> and so i watched so i watched some george carlin that inspired me to you know to sort of write something um okay. and so that was that was kind of i wrote like two pages about but it was you know it wasn't about this it was it was about yeah. you know little league coaches and it was just, you know just sort of something else which was actually kind of nice, but you know but then i just find my then i just find myself on the couch you know looking at articles and look at, and looking at uh twitter and stuff and i i just it might be it might be nice to do something a little more productive um you know my wife's working so i can't really talk to her you know i'm sort of you know very yeah. very big, big variously various levels of in touch with friends now you said you haven't been doing comedy that long you're very funny so how long oh, you've you. been doing how long have you been doing I... comedy
1: <laughs> I'm about two and a half years in, which oh, wow. in the comedy world is is not long at all.
0: No, not all. Um,
1: well. But I, you know, I I shouldn't have said but, just separate thought. I started later in life as an older person, so I don't know if that helps um, with focus or the type of material I'm writing. I often think, you know, I go back and forth, first kicking myself to not have started earlier, like everyone else does in their 20s or whatever. Uh, but then I, but then I'm like, well, I wouldn't have been writing um, jokes the same way then. I probably would have been writing really dumb stuff when I was 20. But um, maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. I don't remember what I was busy with when I was 20. Probably something that didn't pan out. But um, yeah. So I started about two and a half years ago, and I, the first year was sort of just playing with it as a hobby. Um, and then in the second year, I really started to focus. I, you know, I decided that this was something I I wanted to do, um, and started grinding as much as one can in in DC while still having a a day job. Uh, yeah, and then the this is the the third year has been 2020. So we have been there you go. That's I quite
0: can. a that's quite a third year. I what's know. the what, what's the comedy scene like in DC?
1: This scene is pretty good. It's growing. Well, it was growing. Um, uh, okay, so 2020 aside, it was a growing, um, burgeoning scene. It's, it's. There's plenty of plenty of places to to get in practice. There's always new uh, rooms opening up for open mics. Um, but but it's still small enough that you can, you know, make your name fairly quickly if you really want to. Um, I think a lot, most people like there's the DC improv, that's the flagship sort of comedy club here. There's a couple other sort of prestigious places that, that people try to get onto their, uh, onto stage at, but for the DC improv, I think like a lot of people you can get on that stage within a few years. Um, which I think is pretty fast. It's uh, yeah, not bad. It's because we're, we're a small enough community, you know, but it is growing. And then there's a lot of people that start here and, and take off and make it in New York or L.A. or wherever. Um, but it's fun. It's a good community. Like, people are supportive, um, supportive to new folks, uh, encouraging. Um, it's It has its clicks, as I'm sure every place does and it has its internal sort of politics and dynamics uh, among different groups within the comedy scene but I think that probably exists everywhere um, but for the most part it's great and there's That's a right. um, there's a very um, I think healthy and supportive community of, uh, of women comics um, who actively sort of meet to discuss Things we need to discuss and support each other uh, and promote each other onto different shows, which I think is great and needed.
0: That is very needed. That is absolutely needed. I, yeah. I always, I'll tell you. I mean, not not that I can, for obvious reasons, but I, I always sort of wish I could go to like some of the all-female mics because I bet they're delightful. <laughs> like I just, I imagine those being very pleasant. Uh, you know, like yeah, they're well, just much less toxic. You don't and, have
1: to listen to you know, two hours of dick jokes before you get your time on stage. That well, there that's the thing. It's like, yeah,
0: I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, I don't really want to hear a lot of that stuff either. I mean, it's nothing against <laughs> my brethren. It's just, uh, you know, come on guys, there's other, st- there's other things to talk about.
1: Yeah, I mean, the men, nothing against the men. The, the men comics are also very supportive here and, um, and very funny, but, you know, we're still outnumbered in the end, so we have to make our own opportunities and support each other
0: no i just thought i just find yeah. that you know i the the i the mic the mics i go to tend to, tend to be female dominated um which just is a fun which i think is just a function of the mics that i go to like it's not like i sought it out that's just sort of where i wound up yeah um and when okay. i go to a when i go to a mic that is not i notice like it's definitely like oh there's really no women here that's you know um
1: women yeah. t- in my
0: experience women tend to stick around Again, that could just be the mics I go to, but you know they stay for the whole mic,
1: yeah. Um,
0: which is just, which is much more pleasant. Like that's when when I host a mic, I always say you know we expect you to stay for the whole mic. Obviously, I can't make yeah. anybody do it. So every now and then, someone's like, I really have to go. I'm like, okay, then you should go. Like, what do you, you know, what do you want from me? I'm not giving you. I'm not giving out demerits. I feel like, like the
1: women, the women who leave are probably more apologetic about it as they're walking out the door. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think that's probably may, that's may,
1: probably may
0: fair. Good thing, that's probably that's prob- yeah, no, there's there's a downside to that, too. That's fair. Yeah. But I just think it's more pleasant when people stick around, because, you know, especially if you've got let's say you got 10 people, you know, there should be 10 people there for when everybody goes up. You know, that would be really nice.
1: For sure, especially, you know, if you're going at the end, you still want to have an audience.
0: Right. I, I mean, try I, to you, stay.
1: I don't always say I try to stay as much as I can. I stay uh, if
0: I can. I, I, again, it's just kind of the way I was, the way I was trained. I'm only a couple of yeah. years in, and um, you know, the, my, the primary mic that I go to is Felicia Madison's F Comedy mic, and that mm-hmm. is a feedback mic, so you're supposed to stay. So oh, in my okay. mind, when you well, go, you stay. But, uh, and by the way, that's also true of the Laughing Buddha mics. You're, 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 they don't expect you to stay, but they prefer if you mm-hmm. do stay, and that's not a feedback mic. Um, because really, just mm-hmm. you know, it's just nice to have somebody to talk to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but even those, you know, even people tend zoom to people tend to trickle when out. You
1: can, yeah, even y- on even zoom on what? shows when you can just bounce out zoom. Uh, uh, when it's zoom. easy to just like disconnect. I still stay even even in some pretty painful <laughs> set like late into the night. I'm like, do I have to still be here? I should still be here.
0: Oh, uh, oh! I, oh, I try to. Well, you need a little bit. Some. I did a show, and I'm not knocking anyone for it. It was, it was a solid show, but they turned all the mics off, and it was just. And, yeah. and most of the audience was on Facebook Live, so you didn't ha- really have the audience on Zoom, and it's yeah. just so much harder. Like even if you've got like one person laughing, like I don't need much, but but it's just. But wow, if you just have Absolutely. that one little tiny bit of feedback, you know, it's just nice to have some sense of whether or not the joke is working, because otherwise it's just a void and it's weird. Um, yeah, and i it's I, I have weird. not quite gotten i' not like do you feel like you've gotten better at that because i'm I've definitely gotten better but not as better as I'd like to be
1: um, no i mean i I don't do too many where the mics are muted. Most of the ones I have done there have been like a handful or they ask for volunteers or they have someone monitoring the muting and muting, so they leave mics on, which I think is great. Yes, it slows things down a bit because as opposed to being on stage, you can't just like talk over the laughs and keep going. You have to wait them out fully, which is a good practice anyway but um, but it's it's so much better to hear that feedback and then and if you don't, I feel like i don't I, I haven't done this much yet, but what I've seen uh, you know more experienced comics are more successful on Zoom comics. Do when they're in a total void audio wise, they'll go into gallery uh, view and just start talking about people's homes. Like they'll just pick people out and like start talking, do a little like check in with different audience members, which I think is so good, such a good practice for this Zoom uh, medium because it's the only, there's not much you can do to adapt to the medium. Well, there's a few things you can do, but that's one of them. Just like you have the benefit of being able to see people in their homes, which is such an intimate connection to your audience that you would never would have had performing traditional stand up in a club or whatever. So they just, you know, take a few minutes to like look around the room and uh, just make comments about people like, Who's lounging? Who's sitting up? Who's there with someone? what who's, who's eating something? And then they'll just talk about them, and I think that's really fun. Yeah, of course, absolutely.
0: No, the Zoom crowd yeah. work is tricky, but but it, when it works, it's great. Like that's that can be really fun. Yeah. You know, just kind of so go around. They're
1: into. They're just like leaning into the awkwardness of not hearing anyone, and I think, and that's probably the best strategy.
0: Well, you really leaned into. You've really leaned into the technology. Like you're, 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 you, you were, you're, you use Snap Camera in just brilliant ways. It was so impressive.
1: Oh, oh thank you so much. Yeah, I think that's important too. I mean, um, I, I don't know. Especially, look, people want to laugh, and they come to audience members want to laugh, and that's why they're attending these shows. But there's something about just like watching a comedian do traditional stand up on a screen for like an hour or whatever that gets exhausting. You know, we, all, all the articles are out there already about how being on zoom all day is exhausting in, in new and different ways. Right? right. And I think that applies to comedy too. So we have this opportunity. It's, it's an, it's a new medium. And um, I just thought, you know, I think we should be taking advantage of the medium in our comedy the best way we can. And the first, uh, the first time I saw this done, it wasn't actually with backgrounds or with filters, which is what I do. But um, I saw a couple comedians. Uh, they had five-minute sets. This was early in the quarantine, like these were still on I, Instagram live shows, um, and they just started putting together like PowerPoints on their computer of different pictures and talked and. And I thought that was, uh, and then there were like funny PowerPoints and I were making jokes throughout. And I thought that was far more entertaining than the people who just were doing five minutes, um, you know, in front of their camera, which was also funny, but, and, and then at that point I was like, okay, we have to do something different. We have to make use of this. Um, and the way I do it, which isn't, isn't really that groundbreaking, but, um, I just incorporate different backgrounds, and I use those filters, and uh, I didn't expect it to be such a hit. The first time I turned myself into a bacon <laughs> on screen, uh, and people, like, lost their minds in the comments, and I was like, oh, whoa, I don't even have well, to tell jokes. I could just be a bacon for five minutes.
0: But but it comes because it comes <laughs> out of your act. Like, you're not just doing it. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it comes out of something. So that's what that's what was so impressive about it. Like lots of people can have a virtual background or whatever, yeah. but you know this was yeah. this this came organically out of the joke, and that and and that's oh, what right. made it work. To me, that's what made it
1: work so well. Then I shall keep doing it. I was really <laughs> nervous because Zoom had this um, mandatory update that they just did the other day, just the oh, right. end of May, and the previous time when they updated. It wasn't mandatory, but there was an update, and I clicked on it, and then suddenly I couldn't use the filters anymore because that update didn't work with Snap Camera. And I was like, oh, no, so I reverted to an older version of Zoom, probably compromising all whatever last bits of security I thought I had. But... Um, uh, so then, when they announced the mandatory update, myself and a couple other colleagues who who use these features in our acts, we were like, "Oh no, we're going to have to write more jokes now." Um, <laughs> 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 but but um, it actually works with the Snap Camera, so oh good, saved. <laughs>
0: I would I would we hate to lose to that for I, I, on your behalf. I would yeah. hate to lose that. That would be very <laughs> sad. Very, very sad. But we're uh,
1: having fun, yeah.
0: So was that material that you already had, or did you write it for Zoom? Like, you know, did you have a thing about bacon already, or or was that new to (laughs) quarantine? Oh, you did? Okay.
1: No, I had a bit about bacon. Um, It's part of, you know, I talk about being a brown person. I'm of South Asian heritage. Uh, And then along with that, I talk about being raised Muslim and being a bad Muslim and then that just leads to a whole bit about eating bacon, um, <laughs> which I still am a little nervous about uh, certain family members hearing or seeing. Really? We'll get over that when it happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had a whole bacon and then when I, I had a whole bit about bacon and then when I found these filters and found one where I could become an animated piece of bacon, uh, I was like, bingo. This is great. Uh, and now I just peruse the filters, you know, because they update them. there's new ones all the time. I just peruse every few days uh, looking for other ones that I can use. Um, and then I think the other thing I did when you saw when you saw my, at, my set was um, I had a bit forever. It's perhaps like one of the first bits I ever wrote a couple years ago about my DNA results. And so I realized that I had the image of the results that I could just put on the screen behind me as a background and point to, because they were 100% very broad results, (laughs) but it said 100% broadly South Asian, and the Hmm. joke is like, can I get my money back, because what did you actually tell me? Um, Right, exactly. It's a longer bit, but uh, in case anyone doubts that that was the actual result, I have it on the screen. And I just think it adds a little something to
0: the. I wasn't sure if that was real. That's pretty does. funny.
1: That was not, absolutely I'm, real. 100%. I'm not
0: shocked, but I can, but I, uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to yeah. do that. Cause I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what flavor of Jew am I like? I mean, we're, we're pretty, <laughs> I can kind of tell, you know, it's not, Yeah. it's not going to be much of a surprise. It's not like I'm suddenly going to discover, you know, or it's also not like there's that ridiculous ad for one of these services. And they're like, you know, well, I traded right. in my, I traded in my bagpipes for lederhosen, you know, because I thought I right. was Scottish, <laughs> but it turns out I'm German. It's like so, and like, you, are you really going to, so you're going to change the whole way you live your life because of that? Like, you know, you yeah, were sitting exactly. around playing bagpipes, you're like, not doing that anymore. It's like, come yeah. on, man.
1: Well, well, I'm a sucker for wasting my money on things, but. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I Obviously, I knew I was South Asian, uh, but I guess I'm looking for a little bit more specificity in terms of ethnic breakdown, with maybe within the region. I, I don't believe 100% for a minute, and I don't believe that because of Genghis Khan. Genghis mm. Khan and his boys were all over the place, raping and pillaging. Right. Um, so there's no way any, anyone on that whole continent is 100% anything fair, but that's, I think um, that's fair. So, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. No, I no, think that's, that's, that's reasonable. That, but that's a,
0: that's a reasonable. Point. I
1: think it's just, I think it's just that, you know, I've been told it, anyway, details. I think it's just that not a lot of brown people have done the test, so they can't break it down.
0: You know, oh, interesting. That's interesting. Just, I wonder if that's true. That's interesting.
1: Pool. Yeah. They don't have the that's like very pool of data broad enough. Hmm. Something I never like thought that. of that. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's that. De- yeah. There's definitely white people, as they famously showed on South Park. White people just desperately looking for some part of them that's not white. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> was hoping
1: to look. Look, the British colonized my people for like 400 years. I was happy hoping to be a little more white. <laughs>
0: Everybody's you know? looking for, <laughs> everybody's looking for a little piece of what of what they aren't, obviously, you know.
1: Right, exactly. You
0: know, I I'm just I'm just looking to uh to to share some Cherokee heritage with Elizabeth Warren. That's really what I'm looking
1: yeah, for. Yeah, there you go.
0: That's that's there my whole thing. But I think but I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. Not not you know, Elizabeth Warren notwithstanding. Yeah. Um I think there are people who really well, want then, to you know, that little tiny being percentage white is I'm out like,
1: of
0: out the most <laughs> Being white think?
1: is out of out of fashion these days. Yes, so it is. I'm, it is.
0: Well, we I'm had a good glad run. Glad I
1: didn't get that. I think yeah. we had a good run. You had a good you run. Know? I think it's been pretty. It's been, pretty, it's been
0: pretty solid for for quite a number of years. And so, like when I hear <laughs> you know white guys complain, like oh, I can't get booked. I can't get. Booked. It's like eh, what are you gonna do? Mm. You know, I mean, it's yeah, like it's real. Funny. I mean, you really can't get booked. Like I think I kind of think there's a lot of white guys getting booked.
1: I have. It's funny you mentioned that. I have had complicated thought processes about that, Um, because I have friends, uh, so in my, like, in my second year, when I started working real hard at comedy, or as hard as I chose to, probably could have still worked harder, I started getting booked a lot on all these shows, which is great, but in the back of my mind, you know, I had in my head, like, I'm funny, yes, I wouldn't be getting booked if I wasn't, but... Uh, how much of this is people looking for diversity on their shows, which I'm Mm. fine with, you know, I'm fine walking around saying who needs a Brown woman on your show? Here I am. Um, But, you know, I'm a grown woman. I'm realistic. I'm like, okay. So, you know, maybe it's the diversity booking because I have friends who are white men who are very, very funny uh, who are about the same point in their comedy careers as I am, or if not longer, um, who don't get these bookings. And one time I was thinking about a friend of mine, uh, or a couple, a couple guys, and I was like, oh, you know, it's so, it's, you know, it's unfortunate because they're funny guys, they're really funny, they're good writers, and they can't get booked. And then my mind said, I feel bad for them because they really have to try harder to set themselves apart. And then my mind said, what are you saying? (laughs) Like how, how, for how long in history has have those words applied to someone like you, like me, like Brown women in this country who, where else have I heard this before? So I go back and forth because part of me on a personal level, I'm like, Oh, you know, these guys should be getting booked. They're funny. They work hard. Um, And then the other part of me is like, you know what? It's okay if they have to work harder.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's, I, I, I'm never going to be on anyone's, you know, diversity ticket unless they desperately need a bald Jew, and then, and then of course I'm there, (laughs) you know, like, but, um, but you know that's that's not a thing. Hollywood
1: is lacking.
0: Exactly. Like there's just a dearth of bald (laughs) Jews. But. I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, f- I still feel like you, you know, you see, you, you look at movies and it's still the vast majority of them are, are white yeah. and, you know, written by Absolutely. white guys. And, I mean, white guys wrote the Trade at a Compton movie, for God's sake. I mean, it's not, you know, <laughs> there's not a dearth of opportunities. It's just. When you're it's just hard as you say, like when you have you know when you're the guy who maybe isn't getting booked and maybe you know isn't maybe there's spots that uh, you know that all things being equal yeah. you might be able to get, but you but they do you know they uh, what did you call it the diversity booking,
1: yeah. and
0: it's like okay, I mean I don't know i mean i'm I'm all right with that like i don't i tr- I try to have as many women on my show as I possibly can yeah. when I book a show because I think it, I think it makes okay. the show better. And I just feel like that's the right thing to do. That's what you do. And, you know, and I'd like to have yeah. a diverse lineup, and that's what you do. And sometimes maybe you do make a decision you know, based on, all right, well, I don't, ha- I don't have any-, any people of color on this show. Maybe I should have someone. And, yeah. you know, well, okay.
1: Absolutely. I, mean, I, I don't have I I I no a problem with that.
0: I'm not booking someone who's not good. I'm not putting someone on the show mm-hmm. who doesn't deserve to be there. It's just a a matter of opening the playing field.
1: Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% okay with that, too. I think, you know, uh, if I even have these thoughts, like, did I only get booked because I'm a brown woman? Uh, That just points to, like, the amount that I've bought in to the whole like system that was developed on white supremacy or whatever of entertainment, you know, so I hate to, I Um, hate to
0: stop, but we're going to get cut off. Um, Sophia, you've been great and I really appreciate you coming on. Can you you tell everyone where to find you on the various social medias?
1: Uh, I am on Instagram at, at Soph Javed S O S J A V E D. Uh, the same on Twitter. I'm at Sophia Javed comedy on Facebook. And then, um, it's got a website, sofiajaved.com. Pretty easy.
0: Perfect. All right. Uh, thank you for coming on, and thank you for telling us what's going on in D.C. and all the other good things. Everyone, thank
1: you so much, uh, please,
0: uh, I say it every time, but it's never been more important. Please, please, please stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m.
1: Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for having me.